0: Remember the day in my office, uh, as you know, we were moving into quarantine, and everyone looking at each other like, "All right, got your laptops, got your hard drives. Do we have everything to, that we can do to pull what we're doing off at home?" Uh, and you know, I, I'm glad to say that not only have we succeeded, but I think we we really um, over overperformed and over delivered, and are now sitting in this new normal where you know crisis bred opportunity.
1: There's no question that 2020 was a bit of a Royal Rumble for all of us, but through it all, the entire team at WWE just kept turning out incredible content. We're trying to do cool content here. Part of that effort was taking the podcast live for the Storyteller Experience. We had 10 incredible storytellers take our stage and share their stories, as well as the content that they are producing. It was so much fun, and if you missed it, don't worry. We're gonna be doing more of that, but also we're gonna take all those interviews and we're gonna turn them out one by one in podcast form over the next several weeks. And then at the end of it all, we're launching a new season of Storyteller, same show with a new feel, and a new flow. For introductions, if you're new here, my name is Sky Muller, a sports anchor turned media support guru. I work with all the top dogs in the media space, helping them share their stories with the world. Joining me as always, the one, the only, Christine Chock, a multi Emmy award winning producer turned VP and a downright media genius. Enough of us. Let's jump into the thunder dome with nate lauk's vp of production and strategy at wwe nate focuses on original content for all social and digital platforms as well as wwe network so there's a pretty good chance that if you've seen something you like nate was the brains behind it nate welcome to the storyteller stage <laughs>
0: Uh, happy to be here, and uh, I'll start with saying I've been trying to win tagboard trivia for two days, coming up short. Um, so maybe I'll maybe I'll take something out today.
1: I take credit for the questions, so if they're a little difficult, like uh, that's good. I like that. There's, I'm glad it's not 100% all of the correct answers. Nate, first off, I can't say the word Thunderdome without saying it in a in a more vocal. Uh, deeper voice like that. But tell us your story, WWE, all about storytelling. So many great storytellers in your building. What's your role and what's your story?
0: yeah sure and i will uh maybe i'll make an intro to michael cole for you skylar we'll see if we can set you up <laughs> on a, on a show down the line but uh yeah you know what happened my story and and by no means can i take credit for thunderdome I, i'm happy to be uh one of the ushers to tell that story my, my story here at wwe um, as the vp of production and strategy in our advanced media group is to really kind of sit in the middle of a lot of what we do whether that be um you know some of the the outer ring experiences that you'll see across platforms as as social first as TikTok to Twitch to YouTube to Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and really focused on super serving our fans where where they are. Uh, we know that kind of the demographic profiles of WWE fans differ. So how do we create experiences for them uh, and, and feed them where in the in the best way we can um, yeah, awesome. yeah, I guess I'll add. Prior to prior to WWE, um, I worked at Whistle Sports, uh, ran original content development there, and that was kind of the the real the real focus. And I think uh, to give some props to Whistle, kind of being ahead of the game of this convergence of the importance of creators or that that naughty term of influencer, and how do we inject uh not only the scale of audience they have the demo they have but the types of content and the the language they speak to the modern sports fan the the future sports fan uh, by working with folks like dude perfect or f2 freestylers or you know really building digital and social channels for athletes Uh, there's been so much of that over over the course of the past few years and learned a lot there to bring to wwe as well
2: that's awesome. That's awesome. You certainly have a lot of experience under your belt and you know, looking back, you I'm sure you'd had to hearken back on that in the last year. A lot has changed. You know, I want to start off right off the bat. We have a clip that is just a fantastic example of how you guys have shifted your storytelling during COVID. Let's listen and let's actually listen in and take a look. I can't hear anyone.
0: Damn it, how do I get audio? Here we go. I got audio. Are you ready? Are you ready? I spoke to them on Zoom. You know, it was like, oof, I don't even know what time over there. Uh, like one, two, three in the morning. And I was getting worried that wasn't going to kick out after you started hitting all those F5s. Uh,
2: yeah, the, the third one I thought that uh, was over. Yeah, so night first. My dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep letting this play out. But, Nate, first, what I love about this is it wasn't like this was crazy technology, right? Their rooms weren't rigged with cameras and lights. You literally recorded a Zoom call, and it still really felt like premium content. And there was just so much emotion watching this. I actually feel even more connected to them because – that was me and my family connecting over a zoom, you know, talk us through what this story was and what kind of the storytelling here.
0: Yeah. You know, this was the story of Drew McIntyre, our our WWE champion, uh, right after he'd won the WWE title for the first time at WrestleMania uh, 36. That obviously happened, um, you know, in, in what was considered kind of the no fan era prior to the Thunderdome. And usually that moment thousand fans, um, and, and Drew, as a, as a first-time main event at WrestleMania, beating Brock Lesnar for the WWE title, kind of he celebrated uh, by himself in the ring, you know, gesturing to those at home watching through the main camera. But that the electricity, the spectacle, the atmosphere that comes at WrestleMania, it was very different this year. And so our our amazing uh, WWE Network Docs team, you know, who followed Drew through those moments and got the opportunity to reflect very quickly with him, it was you know documentaries like. WWE twenty four, where that comes from, are supposed to be super premium. They're supposed to be intimate. They're supposed to be those stories told um, on, on the highest level possible. And to your to your point, it still felt that intimate, that close, uh, whether it be through a Zoom camera or through uh, you know an Ari camera. It's it's the connection that we're seeing on screen between Drew, his closest family, and a moment that they missed out on. But they can still find that way to share it, share in that moment. And um, we we took that to heart, not only across documentaries, but everything we were doing. You know, I'll remember the day leaving my office, uh, as you know, we were moving into quarantine, and everyone looking at each other like, "All right, got your laptops, got your hard drives. Do we have everything to, that we can do to pull what we're doing off at home?" Uh, and you know, I, I'm glad to say that not only have we succeeded, but I think we we really. Um, over overperformed and overdelivered, and are now sitting in this new normal where you know crisis bred opportunity.
1: Capturing those emotional moments or those moving stories is it's really organic. It's hard to plan for, but what are the keys if you're a storyteller when you're building this original content? What are the keys to capturing that and to making it feel organic?
0: You know, I, I think especially in WWE, it's trust. Our, our superstars as performers, uh, they spend usually a, lo- a lot of time on the road, a lot of time in front of massive crowds, uh, and, a- and a lot of times um, and their story to, to those outside of the WWE universe is different than the intimate experience you get with a road producer from WWE who was along that journey with you. So I think in those moments with Drew or one uh, that I would recommend Bianca Belair's chronicle that just came out on the WWE Network. These emotional conversations that wouldn't happen unless over days, months, years you've gotten that connection with the person you're willing to share those stories with.
2: It's so true. That that element of trust and that connection and you mentioned it, WWE is built on huge personalities. In fact, you call them superstars. And you guys have been doing such an amazing job at leveraging your superstars while everyone was stuck at home. We we actually have another great video of a superstar with a surprise that you pulled off for a fan. You know, we'll play that out so everyone can kind of see it as it's playing. Talk us through, you know, what's going on here, and really, maybe how you've just been able to have some fun with superstars at home during all of this.
0: Yeah, you know, this uh, this is such a great example of across our Advanced Media Group team, from editorial to social to the Bump team that produces our, our weekly live show. Um, you know, Derek Baker, who you see on the on the right side of your screen, a diehard WWE fan, and also you know happens to have a couple million followers on TikTok. Had, had made a, a TikTok about him and Dominic Mysterio uh, having the same birthday. And you know, with uh, with our team coming across that, we said, "Hey, let's reach out to him." There's this—the bump um, is the venue to to really bring the community as far into our world as we can. And to the overall point of yeah, being access, having access to our superstars. One when Dominic heard that story, I think he would have done it no matter where he was, but was able to just hop on that day, surprise Derek. And I would suggest everyone go back and watch that clip because Derek's reaction is flawless. He's He's speechless for a second and then when asks, you okay? He's like, oh, I'm all right. And you can tell, you know, he is, he is through the moon. But creating those access of point and points of intimacy between our superstars, and I think we see it across a lot of sports organizations now, whether those be, you know, the virtual meet and greets or other other ways to keep superstars, athletes, uh, front and center with, with fans is super important. And somewhere like the bump, we continue to do that.
1: We saw A lot of leagues scramble this year when they they lost that live content that, you know, a lot of times you rely on the live content, that's what drives, you know, that's where people are coming from. A key to success that I saw on the WWE digital platforms during 2020 was your original content that then would supplement some of that core live event offering that you had. What are keys and, and things that you can provide for our storytellers on today of creating that original content that does supplement your live events, either if you don't have them or even when you do have them.
0: Yeah, and I think to that point, Skylar, WWE, the backbone of the business has always been live events. You know, that that experience you can only get by being there. And so how, how are we going to be able to translate uh, that experience uh, in this era? It kind of goes back to the emergence of the Thunderdome, given the opportunity to bring in thousands of fans from around the world every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, And as we look around how we supplement that it's continuing to to grow and build bespoke content and experiences on different platforms i think what a lot of sports orgs have have found over time is that you want to be able to have your content shared um, maybe in 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 some aspects uh, customized giving the creator the opportunity to be a part of that conversation, be a part of the the building of the narrative of your content. Um, so we look at we look at platforms certainly uh, like Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, where we have massive scale, um, but but looking to not only give them the the highlights from last night, but find find those other ways to humanize superstars, tell tell bigger stories, give them exclusives, and then go to you know platforms whether it be TikTok or an Instagram Reels, et cetera, that show us a different side of our superstars. Uh, you go back to the earliest days of quarantine where uh, our, our WWE female talent did the don't rush challenge. And it's like, that's a side of our talent that you may not see on our TV program week to week, but it really shows the, the community, the camaraderie, the creativity of our superstars uh, that, that keep those platforms as another place a fan needs to be.
2: Community is definitely a theme and a word that we've heard come up the last three days. No matter what industries our guests are joining us from—sports, media, entertainment, brands—community, community, community has just been the top of the list. I think we have we have to talk to you about it. We, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least bring it up. And no, I I don't have the deep uh, announcer voice to do it like Sky does, but we've got to talk about the thunderdome, you know. We have some video for those at home who who, who don't haven't seen the Thunderdome yet. This is absolutely insane video of of the real reveal of it. So, talk us through the Thunderdome. What is it? Talk about the success of it here.
0: Yeah, you know, I alluded to it earlier, but for us the the Thunderdome was bringing kind of the, the spectacle of the WWE Live Experience back in uh, to to TV. Um, I think as, as TJ mentioned, you know, COVID quarantine, all of that, the shutdowns caught everyone off guard. You know, as, as there are so many examples of in the history of WWE that that future thinking, vision, future proofing. We we had the luxury at the beginning of having the WWE Performance Center as a place that we could still run shows. It's a place that we could in to to create and ideate of what's working, what's not, where can we take it, um, and we found a lot of successes in what we're what WWE was able to accomplish there but bringing in the thunderdome thousands of fans thousands of screens building this you know the as you see it um it's got the pyrotechnics it's got the drones it's got the lasers it is that experience uh, and what i really really do love about it is we've opened it up to everybody you know we just actually had um uh, our first live event focused on a, to our Indian audience via our, our India partners in Sony called the Superstar Spectacle that ran on Tuesday, where we were able to bring in thousands of fans from India to be a part of that, get that front row seat where they probably wouldn't uh, ever in a, in a pre-COVID environment unless we had unless we traveled there. So it's opened us up to, to so many opportunities and excited to see what else we can bring through things like the Thunderdome in the future.
1: You touched on it right there at the end, Nate, about being able to reach audiences like your Indian audience and and audiences around the world. Have you actually felt, I know we're not together, we're not in person at the event. Have you actually been able to connect more than in this last year with maybe a global audience that you didn't touch before, at least make it feel like they're a little closer to you in the last, um, you know, 12 months? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely,
0: and not, I think that's one. It's a priority for us. It's it's what our fans want, need, deserve during these times. So the opportunity to one give them more content, give them give them what they need. And from again that, that day that we left this office, it was what's what's our plan to you know make sure the WWE Network is stocked, make sure that we're we're pushing out new originals that we could do remotely. Um, there, there's that. That's the conversation of us to our fans, but the conversation with our fans, whether those be through watch alongs, whether those be through things like the Bump, where we, we utilize Tag words to bring them into that conversation. Uh, we found that, you know, some of that stuff maybe we would have only reserved for a live event. We found more opportunities to create kind of these temple events that didn't exist before. The- Closer, uh, and I will I will put my WWE promoter hat on and pitch one for this Sunday Royal Rumble. Uh, we'll have a watch along there that is a gamified and a fun experience, uh, and we'll certainly be util- utilizing word there too.
2: Awesome, awesome! We'll be tuning in. It's nothing like giving us an hour and a half of your time when you guys are preparing for, for Royal Rumble this week. So thank you again. Uh, you know, we you you call them we call them the we call them the superstars you guys have absolute super fans i mean the the amount of wwe content that they consume at home uh, you just can't make those numbers up you know sky and i were or reading one of the top five most viewed youtube channels globally i mean your digital views are skyrocketing and the back half of of 2020 just our millions and millions and millions of hours consumed what's kind of the secret sauce to building a community that is so loyal that they crave the content you guys are putting out
0: Mm. you know i'm not going to give you the full secret sauce
2: fair because we've got (laughs)
0: that doesn't exist within me right we've got a team here that have crafted that over years and years Uh, but what i will say i think at its at its at its core and for for a brand YouTube channel or you're a sports org that is trying to drive uh new audiences in certain platforms, data is a huge part of it. And there's the there's the data that you can look at on the front end of, you know, KPIs of views and engagements. And that those are certainly important, but really taking a look at, you know, time spent, watch time, where the where the peaks and values are, what types of topics people are interested in, that that can guide you. Uh, and it's really been a massive part of our kind of tweaked strategy um, during this time. We we know that we, uh full matches or exclusives or whatever it may be. And, and so we use that data to drive us forward. Uh, we've also had the luxury of of knowing which superstars fans love and want more of. So can we build temple events around them? Well, that's 30 Days of the Dead Man that ran all November to see your career of, of The Undertaker. Um, or, you know, even right now. In the in the month, been doing Royal Rumble con, uh, content all month long. So so making sure that you can take that data um, and really use that as
1: your as your backbone to to build for each platform. As you look at that data, what have you seen that you're like, wow, that that worked, that sparked. We're going to keep doing that moving forward. I know the moving forward question. Gets a little repetitive, but I, I ask it because it, I am curious about it. I, I want to know what everyone's thinking moving forward. What are you thinking as you move forward here into 2021?
0: Yeah, I think a couple takeaways, you know, one and uh, one is just looking at how people are consuming. It's that mix of leaning in and being the con- part of the conversation. But there's also so much to lean, back, be entertained. And so we even look at stuff we're doing on the WWE Network. Um, that of WWE, and it's you know it's it's fairly simple, right? We're giving them great moments, packaged with a with a theme of a superstar or an event, but we we see the watch time there. People want to be energized. they want to be guided to a degree, so we see that continuing to drive, um, and even on on platforms where we do see our our biggest, uh, you know, we're seeing watch watch time go up across our across our channels uh, we have um our gaming entertainment channel up of down down which is also seeing watch up and, and that to us super important how much time are they spending with us in a in an age where uh, the attention span is so small so when, when we see those uh, that that's to me a, a key trigger that hey something's working here you know at the end of of 2020 we we also ran something called the WWE Superstar Gaming Series. It was our first kind of tentpole gaming event, um, featuring both superstars as well as streamers and gamers, and even taking a look at that and how something like that is against our usual very much more focused, you know, WWE in-ring on arms, and seeing some of the differences there. Uh, running that on a platform like YouTube or a platform like TikTok. So, you know, I, I think we've we certainly come across a lot from the format side that will continue on in twenty, but Ton of just kind of the, the tweaking as our audience really finds themselves back into their own groups
2: we ask every storyteller who's joined us and and taken the storyteller stage in three words here the best stories are blank blank and blank
0: uh i guess i'll go thought provoking which is two words uh emotional and relatable you know i, I think we've heard the word authentic used to uh too much in 2021 already you know i think that's kind of a given in, in where we are but um relatable
1: how about that nate lauk says relatable as they come really enjoyed nate giving us plenty of examples on original content and how it's driving big numbers at wwe and he's a busy man they're now getting ready for wwe fast lane weekend of march 21st be sure to catch us next week for quotes like this one really fun
0: thing is we get to throw stuff at the walls
1: and see what sticks. So um, one of
0: the things that we tried was, no, like you said, knowing that Dana has quite the Rolodex, um, doing Instagram Lives, very casual at-home conversations between Dana and his celebrity fr- his celebrity friends or people who have been to events and kind of seeing what projects they're up to and if they have a prediction or uh, if they're rooting for a certain athlete.
1: Fresh out of Fight Island, we will welcome Eric Yee, social media manager for UFC, to the Storyteller stage. Catch you next week.